Welcome to the Full Disclosure Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie. And I'm your host, Tiffany. Every Tuesday, join us as we dive deep into society and culture, relationships, fitness and nutrition, personal stories, and much more. No topic is off limits in our world. As hosts, we will also have special guest stars on who have beautiful and inspiring stories to share to the world. So are you ready? Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, which is linked below in each of the show notes and follow for daily inspiration, motivation, and to see what's going on in our lives. And if you have any cool or interesting topics or people you'd love to have us interview on the podcast, let us know. Enjoy the ride, guys. Why, hello, hello, Miss Kira. This is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome to our Full Disclosure podcast. I am so excited to have you on. I know you're feeling a little nervous, but don't, because this is just going to be a fun girl sit down, chit chat, talk about life and glow ups and breakups. Yes. So, welcome. Yes, thank you (laughs) so much for coming on here. I'm super excited to like chat with you and get to know you a little bit and just girl talk. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. Anytime. And so, just to give a little bit of backstory for anyone who's listening to the podcast right now, Kira is one of my best friends. So, shameless kind of plug, connection, whatever you want to call it. Um, We have known each other now for close to five years, and we have literally seen each other go through thick and thin. Um, So she is one of my best girlfriends and someone that I definitely look up to and just love having in my life. So I thought that everyone who's listening to this podcast could also benefit from just hearing a little bit more about her and her story and just feeling empowered, especially as a young woman. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Not yet. We're too early into this episode. Until like the 25 minute mark. Okay. Okay. I'll keep it in May. Like just keep it together, Kira. Yes. Gosh. <laughs> so also go ahead and let the podcast know a little bit more about yourself too, because we always want to give the people we're interviewing some room to just tell us about themselves and their story. All right. Well, my name's Kira, for those of you who haven't realized that yet. Um, (laughs) um, I'm 25 and I currently live in Southern California. Um, I actually live in the little town that Valerie came from. That's where we met. Uh, But I'm actually in the process of moving. I will be moving to Boston in just under five weeks for grad school. Um, What else? There's nothing really great about my life I guess I mean I'm like a normal I feel like I'm just like a normal person (laughs) so so are we so are we yeah but I think there's something really special about everyone's story and so that's why we're really excited to have you on today because I know just from seeing it firsthand you've gone through so many beautiful and empowering changes, not just um, in this past year, and just to give reference because we're going to be talking about it. We're going to kind of cover like breakup, glow ups, that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of give a reference, Kira went through a pretty big breakup about a year ago, which Mm -hmm. is important to this story. But even before that, I want to say, especially within the last two to three years, especially as you were finishing your undergrad career, you've made a lot of monumental changes and growth 
that I think is really empowering, especially to other young women. So that's something that I kind of wanted to go over and hear your input on. So sky's the limit. Where should we start? (laughs) I think I want to throw it back to when I met you, Valerie. Okay. I want to go back five years. So when you and I met, I think I had just started dating Adam. I think him him and I had just started our relationship. I had been in fitness, God, I think I was 20. So I'd been in fitness for about two years. I was actually working at the gym and that's how Valerie and I met. She came in on a Sunday. I was working by myself. I love how you started talking. (laughs) Yeah, no, you just like came in and you just were not wanting to work out. And I'm just like, girl, you're gonna get it. and You're gonna be great. And I have so much faith in you. And that kind of sparked our friendship. I helped her in that aspect, but she helped me in so many other aspects. Like she said, I was finishing up my undergrad and she helped me a lot in that sense where she helped me with my um, application process. She was in my very first class, my very first morning of that first semester. And she kind of like eased me into it. So I give a lot of credit to my growth to Valerie. She's really been there with me every step of the way. And so I'm really grateful about that. But I think what I started we started being friends I was finishing up community college reference community college is amazing I would highly recommend it for everyone please don't think that not going to a four-year college is like making you a lower person like I love the fact that I went to a community college and then transferred Mm -hmm. because it really helped me figure out what I wanted to do and I think that's something that a lot of young people coming out of high school think that they have to go to like a four-year college or like they're never gonna make it mm-hmm. trust me you'll be fine get Amen. into it find that you find your passion oh, yeah so so Valerie helped me transfer I got to Channel Islands and I was really into like my whole fitness thing I was two and a half years deep into this relationship I thought he was the one I'm like we're gonna get married we're gonna have the kids it's gonna be great we're gonna be successful I'm gonna be a successful historian and it's going to be amazing um (laughs) so we continued through school and Valerie graduated the year before me so I did the next year myself and I think that's when I started seeing my like rocky season with Mm -hmm. Adam and I I would always talk to you about it and you were always really willing to like listen and like give me really great advice and Valerie's actually also friends with Adam so she knows him Mm -hmm. and he would approach her at the gym sometimes and just complain about like me not taking critiques from him. And then she would come to me and tell me, and yeah, be I like, remember. I had to put him in his place. <laughs> well, that was honestly like, so kind of backstory too. Um, I actually didn't meet Kira until she was in the relationship with her ex-boyfriend. And so I kind of got to know them as a couple. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. like I vibed and I clicked more with Kira cause it's a girl thing and yeah. we were bonding yeah. over that. But, mm-hmm. you know, they were both friends of mine. And so, like, I, it was always Adam and Kira, Kira and Adam. And so... Everyone called us mom and dad. Yeah, we would call them mom and dad because they were our, you know, gym parents and all of that. And, um, yeah, one of the things that was sometimes really hard was, like Kira was saying, like, he would come up to me and be like, oh, like, I don't get why she doesn't do it this way or she doesn't do this that way. And... Like, I remember talking to him and saying, like, you need to give her her own space and her own time. She's going to do it in her time. But if you're not being supportive, that isn't going to help her. Mm -mm. So, and I mean, now looking back, 
it definitely is probably one of the, you know, bigger flags. And I'm glad yeah. that you and I have such an open relationship and conversation where we can tell each other that. Because I think as women too, like if we see and we hear that, I think it's our obligation to share that. Of course, 100%. Oh, 100%. Um, I really appreciated that because it was like, okay, so it's not just him saying it to me. He's also like saying it to other people, which you're right, Valerie, that should have been a red flag for me because later on down the line, I found out he was talking about things with his friends and they were kind of like shifting his opinion. And that ultimately was like the reason we broke up. So I started having a lot of raw like issues with him. I want to say last spring, so spring 2019. And it had a lot to do with like, he was going to the gym all the time. I didn't want to go to the gym. I was working on my capstone. Um, for those of you who don't know what a capstone is, it's basically your undergrad thesis. And for history, it's really difficult. It's such a hard thing to do. Valerie can attest to this. And she also did an English thesis as well. So I don't know how she got through that. Um, but you just have to do it. And I think he had a lot of issues with the fact that I was pursuing this higher education and he didn't really do anything after high school. So he went straight into the job market. He was trying to make money, which is fine. Like I would never tell someone like, oh, like you're below me because I went to college and you didn't. Because honestly, college is not for everyone. I would, if you know what you want to do, you do it. Like I have a friend who got into dance and she was like, college is not for me. I'm going to be a dancer. And she's actually making her way out in North Hollywood right now. She's dancing for K-pop artists and she's doing her own thing and it's amazing and I'm so proud of her. So like college isn't for everyone, but also don't act like you are better than someone because you're not going to college. And that he would do that with me all the time at that point. And we would just argue a lot. And my mom always tells me, she's like, your head knew before your heart did that you guys were done. And I think that really stuck with me and that really helped me with my growth period as well because that whole summer after we graduated, um, we would just argue and argue and argue and I would go to my mom's house and I would complain and I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I don't know how, can, how I can do this. And she was like, you're going to camp for a week and I volunteer for a youth program with the YMCA. So I, um, I go away for a week. I'm up in the mountains. I have a group full of high school girls that I'm taking care of and I'm kind of away from like society. I don't have service on my phone. I don't have a, the way to call people or anything. So it's a really nice getaway and it really helped me like come to terms with like where I wanted to be in life. And I really wanted to go to Boston, really wanted to be in Boston. And Valerie can attest to this too. Like I always talked about it. So when I came back from camp, I sat him down and I'm like, look, this is what I want. And I'm going to ask my aunt who lives in Boston if I can like live with her. I really wanted to move out there last fall, but I was like, maybe that's too soon. So hmm. um, I got home, I told him, and I don't know, it's kind of like the beginning of the end at that point. Like we just fought so much. I went on a trip to visit my aunt in Boston. I came home and he got really drunk one night and he accused me of cheating on him, which is something I wouldn't do because like from personal experience, my dad did it to my mom. And I was like, look, if you feel like you need to see other people, then tell me and just break up with me because 
like I'm not putting up with that and then he went and accused me of it and that was kind of like the end of our relationship and I just want to like put out there that like every relationship's different every breakup is different every grieving period is different and I think that's really important for like women to understand that there's no like set guide to it that's so true. I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. I know Tiffany and I were talking about that for this podcast a little bit because mm-hmm. she has definitely been going through her own healing journey. And I'll let you speak to that too yeah. because it's your journey. But it you're so right about that. There is no guidebook to that, really. There's not. And there's no, you know, I, um, I am divorced or I'm in the middle of a divorce mm-hmm. with my ex-husband. We were together since high school, so for about 12 years we share oh, wow. um, a son together, and um, I finally had, it was an abusive relationship, verbally, sexually, physically, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. any type of abuse you could think of, it was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, finally had the courage to get up and leave, um, and I stayed because I wanted my son to have both of his parents in the same household, because it was something I never had, and I'm trying to give him something that I never had, you know? Um, yeah. And I finally got up and left and um, we've been legally separated for almost a year now. Divorce is still on the, it's going to happen, but like with COVID, like it's just back towards the backlog right now. So like the papers are there. They're just not being signed yet by a judge because like first come first serve, you know? Um, And it's, I'm still, I'm I'm healing. It's a healing process. It's going to take years to I don't think I'll ever be fully healed because it was so much a big part of my life and I gave my all and I gave more than I could offer him I gave him everything like to the point there was no me left um you know and so it was just really hard and like you said everybody has their there's no there's no time and there's no right or wrong way to heal it's however it works for you you know exactly Um, I, I've been healing. I've been, you know, I've been doing, I started my own business. I started my podcast. I'm now in kind of like the dating scene, you know, um, I'm healing on my, my own terms, not anybody else's because then you have family members and you have friends who are like, well, why don't you, you're doing this too fast or you're doing this too slow. And it's like, no, I'm doing what I think I'm ready to do and what I know I'm ready to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just, it was so hard because the last few years we were together, it was just arguing and arguing. And, but at the same time, it was like, Oh my gosh, I love you. Like, uh, like, you know, it was like a push and pull and it was like a love hate relationship, but it was so unhealthy that I didn't want my son to grow up and learn that this is okay. Like, this is what a relationship looks like. Cause that's not what a healthy relationship looks like at all. And so I picked Mm -hmm. up and I basically left. We were living in Miami and I came back home to Oregon with nothing. He sold everything. He kicked me out of the house. He sold everything I had, clothes, everything I brought in into this relationship. I came home with everything I could pack in my car between me and my son. And now I'm starting over. Now he took all of our money. So right now I'm staying with my mom, which is such a weird feeling after being out of the house, you know, going back to your parents. You're kind of like, you almost feel like a failure in a way. Yes. Um, you know, because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm back home. Like I failed, I failed life. But no, life 
puts you in a path it puts you in a direction that if there's no shame in having to go back home no mm-hmm. you know never because that's what parents are there for they're there mm-hmm. to help you out to welcome you back in to give you a place to stay while you're healing through a breakup or mm-hmm. while you're in school or while you're you know doing whatever you need to do so like you said everybody heals at their own own time and their mm-hmm. own path and it's and I don't know where you are on your you know journey right now mm-hmm. and you seem like you're headed in the direction you want to be headed in and that's all that we could do for ourselves is focus on what we want as individuals for our life and yes. make it happen absolutely I 100% agree with you on that and I saw that with my parents too like they were very abusive towards each other before the the uh, divorce I would always ask them when I was younger whenever they would fight I was like are you guys gonna break up and they'd be like no we're not gonna break up and then it just came to a head when I was um, 16 and they did end up getting a divorce and I just remember my one of my best friends came over for the first time like a month after the divorce and she was like your house just feels happy she's like it hasn't felt this way in a very long time and my dad because my dad had moved out and she's like, it just feels calm and happy. And I'm just like, that is so weird that people outside of the situation didn't really know what was going on could still feel that. And so yeah. I'm really happy that you were able to get out of that situation because I can only imagine how hard it is. My mom had three of us and she wanted, you know, she wanted for us to have a complete family as well, but she needed to do what was right for the situation that we were in. And he was just not in the right place to be a father and to be a husband and to be a homemaker. And mm-hmm. so she got out of it. And so I can only imagine what it would have been like for you um, to be in such an abusive situation, but I am so happy that you were able to get out of it and to go home to your mom. Like I, I know coming, coming home to my mom was like, I remember that night so well. I was actually at a, um, I was at like a little get together with some friends from college before one of them left. And I was like, you know what, guys, I want to go home. I want to go to my bed. I want to see Adam. Like, I missed him. I've been gone. And so I drive home instead of staying over there because they offered me a bed. And he was drunk because it's what he does. And he accused me of all these things. And I was like, I was so done. I had never, like, walked out of an argument like that. But I grabbed my stuff and I went home. My mom was already in bed, but I walked up there and she was like, what are you doing here? It's 1 a.m. And I'm just like crying. And she was like, you stay here as long as you need. And I, the next day we broke up and I was back home in my bedroom. And that was that. And my mom, like, she was like, nope, this is normal. My daughter's home and it's what it is. And it was so nice to have that like security to know that, you know, I'm not completely alone in this world, even though I had lived with them for two years. Like, yeah, it sucked coming home and like kind of losing that sort of independence. But like, Mm -hmm. it was so comforting to know that I had a place to go and I had a place to lay my head and I had people who loved me and would care for me the way I needed to be cared for. And I think that's like a really big thing to have in your life. That is so true. I know too, like, um, I didn't move up to Oregon post breakup I had other reasons why I moved up here but I can attest to that feeling of being like a young woman who's now like lived on her own or lived with roommates basically made it outside of the family home and then coming back you really think that there is this stigma around coming back home 
And I know it took me a while to get comfortable with the idea again, but I was talking to someone else the other day and they said, you know what, there's no age limit on when and how and why, you know, you need to come back. Parents are there. And if, mm-hmm. if we are blessed enough to have a healthy relationship and have parents who not only are willing to take us in, but also nurture us in the way that we need, that's a beautiful thing. Like I see it now too as one of the biggest blessings because even though I had to swallow some of my pride and some of my ego, it led me to being around the people that value and love me the most. And there's so much to be said about that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's especially when you were so undervalued and not valued at all. It's yeah. nice to go back to that place of comfortability and people who love you and support you in order to make yourself heal and succeed, yeah. you know? And so like I'm 30, I'm going to be 31 and I just came back home, you know? And there was a point where I was like, I don't want to be home because who does that when they're that old? Right. But you know, this is what life dealt me. This is what I had to do. And you know, my situation, everybody's situation is different. They go back home for a plethora of reasons and no reason is bad or wrong. Um, but it's nice to just have that and have that support and be like, you know, girl, you got this, like, don't worry about it, you know, stay here as long as you need, you know? And so it's always nice. And I know that, you know, for, for people who don't have that, um, you know, I know that is a very hard and difficult road. Um, so you may go to like a friend's house or somebody you consider like your guardian or your parent and that's okay too. Um, but I'm just really thankful that I was able to have my family, you know, supporting me. Um, especially just all the craziness I put them through as a child. It's nice to know that no matter (laughs) what you're, you're, you're there for each other in the end. So I'm very thankful because with this relationship I was in, like they saw it over the last few years of how controlling and narcissistic and manipulative he was. And I just, like, I saw it, I knew what was happening, but I didn't have that courage to leave. And I believe you leave when you're ready. You believe when you've, Mm -hmm. you're in that mental state of, okay, like it's now or never, you know, and that's exactly, you know, 12 years too long, but you know, I'm out of it and I feel absolutely amazing. Um, not gonna lie. I, I will always have a soft spot for him, you know, just because mm-hmm. he is the father of my, of my child. Um, I will still always have, um, love. I'm not in love with him, but I'll always have like love for him. There's like different types of love, I believe. Um, yeah. and also, you know, if something were to ever happen to him, yeah, I'd be devastated just because my son would be losing a father or, you know, something like that. But relationship wise, like, I think we're better as like friends rather than he's not good for a relationship. And that's just something that the next woman's going to have to find out. Or maybe, or maybe he won't be like that with the next woman. You know what I'm saying? Because not everybody's like the, their old relationship, mm-hmm. but I'm just glad to be out of it. And I feel like I found my voice because for so long I couldn't have a voice with him and I couldn't be myself. And I didn't have a say. He controlled everything. He even controlled what I ate. And it was just, you know, it wasn't healthy, but now I feel like I'm living oh. on top of the world. Oh, and it's makes, crazy. That's amazing. I mean, it is. It's amazing. But at the same time, like breakups are so hard. Yeah. There's times They're where like so hard. I literally thought about taking my life. And then I was like, I have a child. I can't do that. What type of person would do that? There are times where I just wanted to go back to him. There are times where I just cried. I mean, 
even to this day sometimes it's still like oh my god like because it's still so fresh and it's still it's just a process and like I said you'll be going through this process we go through breakup processes for a Mm -hmm. long time you know yeah I know for me like (laughs) a lot of people would tell me they're like here you got over it so quickly and I'm just like I don't think I did I think I'm still going through it I just think I'm handling it different than yes they the person who's talking to me would handle a breakup I'm like you know I have to take into account like where am I in my where am I at in my life like what do I want to do with myself like mm-hmm. where do I see myself in a year and it's like I can't really wallow in certain um emotions if I you know if I want to move to Boston like I told myself I'm like okay I'm not going to make this breakup mean nothing. Like, obviously, a big factor of it was the fact that I wanted to move to Boston and he did not want to go and he did not believe in long-distance relationships. I'm like, so I, I have to go. I have to see what's there for me because, obviously, I'm meant to go out there for a reason. Yeah. And so I made that happen. But it's been a very long and hard road, honestly. Um, and I would never wish this upon anyone, but the easiest way to get over a breakup is to lose a family member and that's what happened to me I lost two people within the first three months after the breakup and it really made me reevaluate like who was the most precious in my life and like I was going into the holiday season and I was first I was worried I'm like oh my gosh I'm doing Thanksgiving and Christmas without Adam like what am I gonna do like I've done four years with him but then my grandfather passed away and I was the closest with him And I was like, this is my first Christmas in 25 years, like my entire life that I haven't had, like I've had him every single year. And so Mm -hmm. it really made me reevaluate like that sort of situation. I do have to say this whole last year has been like a huge struggle for me. I've gone through a lot of loss, but I, I've really gotten into like manifestation and affirmations and journaling. And I truly believe that the people who were like taken out of my life were taken out for a reason because it's going to help me grow and become the woman that I need to be yeah. for myself and for yep. others. Yep. So yep. I love that. Yeah. I think I heard a quote a while ago and it's one that stuck with me and it really touches on what you're saying here, Kira. It's that God takes people out of our lives because he's heard conversations we haven't. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I think about yes. that so often because, I mean, I've been in a place before too, several times, I think we all have, where like you want something so bad or you want something to work out so much, but you're the only half of the equation that's putting in the work for it and you're fighting and fighting it. But what you said just now rings so much truth because the people that are meant to be in your life will be in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's with that unconditional love. And I think that's something that's so rare, but we owe it to ourselves one, because we are humans that are worthy of that. And two, because it does exist. And by just putting that energy out there to attract that frequency, you will find those people. And Mm -hmm. I think it takes a really strong person in this case, a really strong woman in both of your cases, to kind of look that fear in the eye and do it anyway mm-hmm. you know because yeah I think the easy choice to some extent because of comfortability would have been to stay because it's something known like you said you had years with this person you were building this life with them 
and then to say, you know what, I think I need to scratch all that and do something else. I can't imagine that was the easiest choice, but you did it anyway. And I think that is so empowering because it's not just young women, it's people of all stages of life mm-hmm. who may have been or continue to be in a certain situation or relationship because it's known and they're scared of taking that leap even though they know what they want is on that other side yeah you know so definitely I commend you for doing it and for chasing your dream because it could have been so easy just to say you know what you're right I'll put grad school on the back burner or you know what maybe I won't go at all because you know I love you and I want to be with you and I want to have your kids it's fine I just want to stay here in this little town and not do anything with my life yeah you should favorite things to say is like you never settle and you never sacrifice your happiness for somebody else if something is telling you or pulling you you need to do something you got to follow it and do it and if that other person cannot be a part of it or doesn't want to be a part of it then they're not meant to go on that journey with you you know um and yeah that first thought of man this sucks like i want him there i want her there but you know it just wasn't meant to be for the other person so never you know i commend you for following what you want to do and being like hey this is not working out I need to go something's telling me I need to go to Boston I'm going to Boston and you can come if you want or not you know Mm -hmm. but like this is what is this is where my life is taking me right now and if I don't do it now then I'm never gonna do it in my future yeah you know because I'm always gonna be like oh I'll do it later I'll push aside I'll do it when I want this is not the good time no time is never gonna be the right time you know what I'm saying you just gotta go do it and so I give you like I it's so amazing to hear that you're just going to be going in less than five weeks and like you must be oh, so excited and like just ready. I'm so stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big move going across the country. Yeah, it is. So- yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm driving. Uh-huh. So my best friend from who's in Vegas is she is driving in the night before and we are driving across the country. So it's a 40 hour drive and so it's going to take us about like five days um and so like that aspect is stressful but it's also exciting because like we we're planning on stopping at like Niagara Falls and just like you know a little girl's trip it's gonna be fun but the moment that I have to put her on a plane and send her home I'm like not ready for (laughs) because (laughs) I have my aunt out there which is great and all like I'm not the closest with her but it's still like a family out there which will be nice but I'm just going to be so alone and so far from like everyone in my life that I don't know. I know it's going to be an amazing adventure and I'm really excited to like start it. I've been, if you ask anyone that's known me since I was a little girl, I've always talked about going to Boston. Um, I went and visited when I was seven to visit my aunt. And the moment I got there, I was like, this is where I need to be. And I've always said that growing up, like, I need to be in Boston. I'm going to go to Boston. I thought I was going to go there right out of high school. That didn't work out, which is fine. Again, the community college, I would always attest to trying community college first. Um, but, you know, I graduated and I was like, now what? And I'm like, this could be it. This could be the chance for me to go to Boston. You know, I'm 25. I don't have any kids I don't have any bills that I need to pay here like there's really nothing holding me back 
and I thought that would have been something that he would want to take the adventure with and he didn't and I'm like you know my my heart's really pulling me in this direction and I, I need to do it I need to do what my heart telling me to do and this is like my my chance to do it and so I applied to the schools. Thank you, Valerie, for helping me Any, with anytime. some of that. I'm always here. <laughs> she really comes through when I need her. Um, she, she peer reviewed some of my papers, which I adore her for. Um, and I got in. I got into the school. What, what was my first choice? And honestly, I was so shocked by it. I was like, I'm actually going. Like, this is actually happening because after everything that happened this year, like all the loss and like all the craziness of 2020, like, oh my gosh, it's been uh-huh. so crazy. Like just to have that like solidified, like I am, I am moving across the country. I am going to grad school. I am going to continue my education and see what else is out there for me. It's just so surreal. I still get chills. It's so like, surreal. Like just hearing you say, like I got in and I, you know, I did it. And I just like, it makes me like honestly it makes me want to cry like happy tears not sad tears but um because I think for such a long time you doubted so much of what you were capable of and I know sometimes I can really come off with like a lot of hard love because I know you and I know what you're (laughs) capable of and I do the same thing with my clients too like you can ask them too they'll be like I know you were grilling me about this but thank you um I think it's just, it's so humbling and exciting to see that. I mean, I will always be here to tell you how amazing you are, but I love that you know that and you own it and you see your worth and you're able to sit here and say all these I am statements that are a hundred percent true and that are your truth and no one can take those from you. I think just even from an outside perspective as one of your friends seeing you go through that growth is so beautiful because you let go of something that wasn't serving you and you said I don't know what is to come but I'm willing to take that risk that jump and the same thing for Tiffany too like to come back to where you grew up move across the country likewise Mm -hmm. you know pack up everything that you knew and that you owned into a car it definitely like the act of doing all of that in and of itself is so challenging. I can only imagine and just not knowing what lies at the end, but knowing that whatever it is, that's what you're worth. Mm-hmm. You're, you're worth more than staying complacent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. hundred percent. We are, mm-hmm. we are, we deserve like everything we, we, we put our minds to. We don't deserve to have somebody who treats us like crap. Because it's like we're mm-hmm. we're better than that. Yeah. Like for sure. You know. Like oh. And there are relationships where both of the partners they're just they both treat each other like crap. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is that's fine. They deserve each other. But like, I know, you know, <laughs> Valerie knows that we all deserve to have somebody who's at the same level as us. Yeah. Who's you know who's exactly. mature, who wants the same things, who knows how to respect the other person you know, who loves our imperfections and our flaws, who's there to support us every day, you know, whether they may not 100% agree with what we do, but they still are there to support us, you know, and exactly, it's finding that other person that completes you and knowing that they want to give you everything that you deserve and vice versa, like that is like beautiful right there. I think it's also about Mm -hmm. when you do decide 
to be in a relationship with someone, you should compliment each other. Mm -hmm. And again, that doesn't mean you're always going to agree with everything. That may even mean you're not, you know, of like mind on a lot of topics Mm -hmm. sometimes maybe. But I think if we're at a place where we can say, you know what, I love and I respect you, I hear you, even though I don't agree with it Mm -hmm. sometimes, I, you know, love and respect that. Or maybe if they even are like-minded. The thing is too, I think what so many young women or women of all ages really need to know is one, you can chase your dreams at any age and it's never too late for anything. Mm-hmm. And two, period. <laughs> period. Um, and two, period. you do not need a relationship to make you complete. You mm-hmm. are not half a person. You're not missing a person. You're not lacking anything. You are a hundred percent a person. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I believe that you need to be, and I think, oh, go I ahead. Think- <laughs> I was I just remembered a text that Valerie and, have, and I were having where it's like you know you have to put yourself first because you take yourself to yeah. bed every night and you wake up with yourself yeah. every morning and that's like the most important thing like you are going to be with yourself until the very end like you don't know who else is going to be there with you but you know that you will be there until that last mm-hmm. moment with yourself and so you need to make yourself a priority yes. very true and what I was going to say is that um I believe that you have to be 100% with yourself. You have to be 100% happy with yourself before you can also make somebody else happy before you can be in another relationship. Because in a relationship, I know people say that you have to give 50-50, but in reality, you have to give 100 and they have to give 100% because you're giving 100% of yourself. You're not giving 50% of yourself. You know what I mean? So I'm a firm believer in that, in that you have to be 100% ready. And if you're never... And if you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody else because you're not ready, there's no time constraint. There are 50, 60, 80 plus year olds who find their first love you know, or their true love at like their age, you know, and there's, it's never too late, but you need to be happy with yourself because like you said, you wake up with yourself, you go to bed with yourself, you take care of yourself, you feed yourself and you have, and you work, Mm -hmm. you make money for yourself. So you have to be a hundred percent mentally emotionally everything before you can just jump in you know so yeah yeah that's something that I have struggled with for a very long time too is like my own personal self-love um and I went and visited my friend in Vegas two weeks after the breakup luckily she was actually in town the week of so she was there for me every moment of every day for that first week which was really nice um but I went and visited her and I just remember I was having a in her like apartment pool and she's like you know Kira Adam showed you that you could be loved which I've always like doubted I've been like I can't be loved I'm not a lovable person and she was like he showed you that you could be loved now you need to show yourself that you can love yourself because that's something that you've always had an issue with and it really stuck with me and so I got home and I just decided okay what can I do to show myself love and so I started journaling and I started manifesting and I started taking myself out on dates. I went to the movies by myself. I would give myself coffee in the morning because you wanna know what? Getting myself coffee in the morning makes me happy and I'm gonna do something that makes me happy in the morning. And I think that like really did a lot for my mindset because it's like I'm putting myself first because I, I'm the type of person who like wears her heart on her sleeve. I put everyone else's before myself. Um, I give from my cup when I should be filling my cup up for myself and giving overflow to everyone else. 
And that's always been an issue for me. And I think this whole growth period has just been really me showing myself that I can love myself. And if I can love myself, then anyone else can, you know? And I think that's a really important factor for, especially for a lot of young women. I think we tend to do things to make ourselves look good in the eyes of others where we not so much like ourselves in that aspect. And I think we really need to put ourselves first and what do we like about ourselves and what's important to us and not so much what's important to other people and what's going to make us look good to other people. Yeah, that's really, it's so true because I know you were mentioning affirmations and also like law of attraction in and of itself too. It's Mm -hmm. like what you put out, you receive back. And I think sometimes, especially for people like you and I who do wear our hearts on our sleeves and are so giving of our time and resources, pretty much anything without question, it sometimes can get very overwhelming because you're constantly giving and giving and giving and you don't seek to refill your own cup. And I've learned in time that is not something selfish, that's something necessary and so important because you are the most important person in your life first and foremost. So fill your cup so that way you can show up for yourself first and then you can also pour into others in ways that they may need you at that day or at that time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's definitely, I've lost a lot of friends over the years because it's all about reciprocation. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm always there for you, if I'm giving you liquid out of my cup, but then you're not returning it, then I'm not going to give you anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I've lost a lot of friendships mm-hmm. because I just kept going above and beyond and always being there. And I got nothing in return. And I was like, I don't need this in my life. Yeah. You know, and it's sad and it sucks, but I believe that you need to cut the slack where there's, where there's slack. If they're not going to be giving you, even if they're like, and I've lost some really close best friends because it's just, I'm always there. I'm always there. And I'm a busy woman. I'm a, you know, I'm a single mom and I work, I have two jobs and now a podcast. And it's like, if you can't give me the same respect or the same reciprocation that I'm giving you, then I don't need you in my life. I can't give you any more because there's nothing for me to give you anymore because I've given you everything. And Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing too. Don't ever feel guilty about Mm -hmm. where you are placing your time, energy, and resources because those are valuable. We've seen how when we treat those things as like in like if we treat them invaluable or as they're always going to be there we've seen how it wears and tears people down and i can attest to that too like i've had friendships like really good friendships dissolve because i said you know what you use me as an emotional punching bag and i'm convenient when you need me Mm -hmm. but when i need that you don't give you can't you're not a benefit to me it's a very one-sided street and Mm -hmm. so don't ever, ever apologize for simply putting yourself first. It's not selfish. And people who think so, well, they can just fuck off. Um, Basically, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There. That's it. Oh. That was yeah, yeah, there. Wipe your hands. <laughs> <are clean. laughs> no, um, and I think you guys, you guys had mentioned it in a previous podcast. Um, I know Valerie had brought up a situation that actually I was going through with um, performative friendship. Um, um so I had these friends that, you know, they really helped me through this, like, season. And that's kind of what our friendship was. It was a season with two of them. The other one, we've been friends for 12 years. You know, we met in middle school. I thought we were really close. Um, 
and me and these two girls got into this big thing and kind of ended our friendship and I'm like you know what I can't tell them how to feel about certain things and that's, that's completely up to them and I'm not going to tell them that they can't be upset about something because everyone's entitled to their emotions and their feelings I just thought this one friend would you know kind of stick by my side and she didn't and I, I could just couldn't give her the energy that she needed she's very she needs to have like positive attention all the time and I personally can't give that to her especially right now and it kind of just like ended our friendship and I'm just like I'm I'm sorry that this is how you feel but I'm like I can't I can't make myself give more to you when I'm barely giving myself enough at this point Mm -hmm. so so yeah Uh, yeah. I think it's really important yeah and Valerie knows this friend too so <laughs> all, all these Valerie knows my friends. <laughs> oh no, gosh, it's, it's make so sure you get out of your hometown, guys. Oh yes. yeah, that's that like that's like a whole other podcast. Yes. Topic. Like, oh my gosh, let's go off on that. But you know, it's so true though because people, when they show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Stop hoping stop praying stop wishing that they can be either a version that they were for a minute or even placing your own expectations on them and i know that's something that we've talked about before kira from like vice versa from these girls um that you were mentioning i think Mm -hmm. we're all guilty to a certain extent of putting our own expectations on people and i think that's why so many romantic and platonic any type of relationship really sometimes goes bad because we have these expectations and we don't meet people where they are realistically and if we did that more Mm -hmm. I think there would be so much more understanding and I guess so much more levelness in a friendship and a relationship overall so it's so awesome to hear that you just put yourself first and you said you know what you have every right to feel the way you do you go ahead and do that but I'm not partaking in that And I think Mm -hmm. cutting it off is so healthy because unfortunately some people thrive off of drama. It's like their main source (laughs) of life supply. Like screw macros, they're onto the drama diet. Yeah. Um, I know. (laughs) It's like maybe at one point in my life I would have partook in that, which I know I did, but you know, I think as we get older and wiser, hopefully we realize that our resources and time are valuable. And like you were saying earlier, when your grandfather passed away, it really made you reevaluate who you have in your life and why. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that you took yeah. the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why like when everyone's like, Oh, you got over it so quickly. And I'm like, I don't think I got over it so quickly. I just think that I had grown enough within the relationship that I was just ready to kind of break free and I'm now able to kind of be the person that I need to be and I'm allowed to grow in the way that I need to grow you know I was a caterpillar Adam was my cocoon and now I'm like a butterfly and I'm ready to like go and experience life and experience the world and see what else is outside of this tiny little Southern California town mm-hmm. I mean I love I love the coast and I love Ventura County don't get me wrong I would I've it's my home, but there's just so much more to this world than like this town and like the people in it, you know? Oh, for sure. And there's something so important. And I know we were kind of laughing and joking about it, but it's so true. Like getting out of your hometown is such an important thing. And I know had you asked me or told me two years ago that 
I would have totally moved and switched where I was living. I would have been like, no, I would have been like hell bent on making it work where I was from. But you were, I know, I know. you were like, I'm staying, my family's moving and I'm staying yeah. here. And I'm like, yeah, Valerie, stay with me. Yeah, I know. It was, <laughs> oh it was crazy. Like even my family like moved and they were pretty much the biggest reason why I came up here but mm -hmm. I was in my hometown where I had grown up and it just suddenly like clicked with me that I needed more just mm -hmm. sometimes like you were saying Kira the people the places where we were it gets to you and if you don't make the active decision to leave you really narrow your scope of life and information mm -hmm. and people and again, nothing wrong with where we grew up. This is not me shitting on where we're from at all. I love where we're from. But I mm -hmm. think it's so, that is the type of town where it's so easy to just stay for it's your whole so life. It's so easy. Marry, you know, there, have your kids there, have your kids go to the same school that you went to. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's comfortable too, because it's a very homogenous not diverse place it's very i mean i'm just gonna say it, it's a very white town middle class it's very white for the yeah. most part um it's not the place where i would necessarily go if i'm looking for diversity mm -hmm. no know? um and again this isn't not to, like, at all this isn't to like um talk badly at all like again i have yeah. such a love for where i grew up but you know, I realized too, even though it was scary, like I didn't want to leave all my friends um, or my job or anything like that. But I realized too that I'm never going to grow unless I get uncomfortable and try something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. And you get to that point in your life where you thrive in being uncomfortable. Like the uncomfortable is your comfortable. Like yeah. that's where, and I, that's where I want to get to, where it's just like. I'm always growing and always adapting and always learning like that's such an important aspect of like who I want to be like there's always room to grow and improve and be a better person for yourself and for others and I think that's really important for you to acknowledge and I think it won't happen unless you leave where you grew up because you know they all kind of have like the same mindset of where you're from Mm -hmm. So if you leave, you kind of learn, you know, that there's more to it out there. There's more, pe there's more people, there's more thought processes, there's more things to be learned. And I think that's really important, especially when you're, you know, between the ages of 18 and like 28, like that is such a huge growth period that it's really important to go out and like find out who you actually are and not kind of sit in this person that you've been for the last mm -hmm. 18 years of your life. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I think, too, just, I mean, this year has just been a small snippet of things <laughs> that have happened. But I think just from the perspective as well, you are a historian. And that's something that both of us um, are connected by as well. One of my undergrad degrees was history. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to study it. It's another thing to understand it on a whole new level outside of your bubble of comfortability. And again, going mm -hmm. back to where we grew up, it's so comfortable. Like we sat in an air conditioned, nice university classroom talking about racism and injustice towards minorities. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy, I think, for us to maybe have stayed there and have you know spent our whole lives being historians from a distance. Mm -hmm. But 
getting out and seeing the world and now for you going to Boston and exploring this minority history that you're looking at even more is so phenomenal because this is you broadening that horizon. Yeah. Yeah, I I think especially coming from where we come from it's so important for us to realize that there's more to agenda um, because we, we really don't go over it and I think that's something that a lot of people are coming to terms with now with everything going on that you know we really don't talk about minority history enough in schools and for me that's really important to mm-hmm. kind of have my own place and where I'm saying you know what I want to do something I want to change this I want to have an impact on these studies yeah and that's one of the reasons why I want to go because it's just like if I stay here yeah, I can hang out with Dr. Mitchell and do all that kind of study. <laughs> but <laughs> it's only that's only like a small little needle in the haystack. Like there's yeah. so much more out there that we can learn and grow from. I love that. That's yeah, so true. It is. Oh, I just I love seeing women thrive and get uncomfortable or get into that zone of uncomfortability mm-hmm. um, and just grow. Like. Mm-hmm. be scared do it anyway yeah. because honestly I think even with this podcast we've been able to interview some really phenomenal women who have just done amazing things with their stories and their growth and those moments that are super uncomfortable so I can't wait to just hear more about where you're going and what you're doing and what life has in store for you yeah when I get to Boston I will give you guys updates and we can <laughs> yeah. talk yes. about the journey and you know how cold it is out there. Um, <laughs> let me just say, a lot. I know I'm like, let me just put out there. I'm a Southern California girl born and raised here. It's 70 degrees basically all the time. Like I am literally sitting outside of my backyard right now and it's what, like 75 degrees out. And I'm about to move to the Northeast where they have the worst my apartment is literally right on the coast, so it's oh, going to be freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home for Christmas, and I'm just like, I'm going to be sunbathing in my backyard in like 60 degree weather because it's going to be so <laughs> warm to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll have a new definition yeah. of um, cold weather. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited for like the season. Yeah. Like, I think that's what I'm like most excited for is yeah, I'm in Southern California, but it's 70 degrees basically year That's round. That's true. And I don't get an actual fall. I don't get a winter. I get rain. Yeah. And the hey, you're a, sometimes. You're a fire. Don't forget fire. Ah, uh, yes, fire. Y'all don't even get it. You get winter, like snow days. We get fire days. True. Like we get days off of school for fire. Mm-hmm. I remember we got evacuated. Not this last, this past fall, but the fall before, fall 2018, we got evacuated because there was a fire that started right behind our school. Normally a 45 minute drive home. It took me almost five hours to get home because it was, the freeway was completely shut down. And so everyone was on like a two way road. It was insane. My mom's calling me. She's like, where are you? Like, go back, go back, turn around. Cause my brother's girlfriend lived on the side of the fire that I was on at the beginning she's like just go go stay with tammy go stay with tammy and i'm like i'm coming home like i have not been sitting in this traffic for three hours to not come home like i want my bed yeah. like no i'm coming home oh my gosh i didn't even think about that fires so, yeah it's, fire it's season. definitely gonna be fire a, season. a change but i think 
there are so I many know. amazing things. Earthquakes. Well, no, you'll have hurricanes if they make it up that <gasps> far. Um, but I don't get earthquakes. I won't get earthquakes up there. I'm like, is the ground shaking? They're like, no, Kira, that's just your earthquake. <laughs> I know. Because so I, I live. It's just like the earth's always shaking for us. We live on the San Andreas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, but. Uh, no, I'm excited. I think just this year alone, you've definitely prepared your body, heart, and mind for some amazing things. And I have no doubt that Boston is going to continue to open those doors and show you things that one, you know, you're capable of, but also two, challenge you in new and exciting ways. So I just, I can't wait to hear how all of that goes. And um, I know Tiffany and I are both really grateful that you were able to take the time to come onto the podcast. Uh, oh, always yeah. take a little bit of your morning, but at least we're on the same coast. So. I love to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Soon we won't be. So thank you so much, Kira. Yeah, thank you so much. It was so nice hearing your story thank and you for having me. Hearing yeah. that, you know, going through breakups, the emotions, everything we go through is all the same for pretty much every woman or every man, you know, we all go through the anger, the mm-hmm. sadness, the denial wanting to run back the being like no i'm better than you get away from me you know just knowing that like yes. we all go through it mm-hmm. you know and it's one thing if we come together and share our stories and be like you know what something you said resonates with me something yeah. i say resonates with you and you know it's just like another mm-hmm. way to look at it you know a breakup another way to be like mm-hmm. oh, i'm not the one that's crazy yeah i feel like this you know <laughs> yeah. so breakups they yes, happen they do uh-huh. and life happens but it's all about mm-hmm. figuring out what makes you happy chasing that and along the way allowing amazing people to come into your life so exactly yeah. well yeah thank you again Kira I hope you get to yes, enjoy thank a you. little bit more of that sunshine yes enjoy it before yes. you start getting in the fall because let me tell you Boston I know I Virginia so not as up uh, north as Boston but I have been there and let me tell you I mean, it's beautiful. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, I mean, because you have the seasons and the fall time. And then I don't know if you like Halloween, but then you have Salem. I you love Halloween. Salem, you got to go to Salem during Halloween. I and know. There's so much to do over there. But like, just prepare, prepare for the snow. Okay. Because that is something. Okay. Nine feet of snow. You're, you're not going to work for a good month or two. So <laughs> it's crazy. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic yeah. i'm excited well new, new adventures <laughs> new right? adventures and then yes. new adventures another podcast where we can yes. ask you how the snow is going in boston yeah oh of course and i'll be like you guys get yes. me out of here <laughs> we'll do a little like fly-in operation rescue yes. full disclosure podcast comes yes. to rescue kira from the snow yes exactly <laughs> perfect well again thank you so much um you know i love you lots so thank you for taking the time oh, i love you well all right, Miss Kira, we will hear from you very soon. Okay, thank Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye.